0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan and this is episode 126. Today's episode is dropping in the midst of the fifth stop on this year's Challenger Series, the EDP Vizla Pro Eresera, which has an international field of surfers looking to finish in the top 10 for the men and the top 5 for the women by season's end to qualify for the Elite Championship Tour in 2023. As it stands ahead of the EDP Vizla Pro Eresera, the current qualifiers are Caitlin Simmers, Molly Picklam, Macy Callahan, Betty Lusakura Johnson, and Sophie McCulloch on the women's side, and Rio Waida, Leonardo Fioravante, Ezekiel Lau, Ryan Callanan, Alejo Munez, Ramsey Bukiam, Dylan Moffat, Callum Robson, Ima Kalani DeVault, Eitan Osborne, and Zhao Shianka on the men's side. The EDP Vizla Pro Ericera is streaming live on WorldSurfLeague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. All right, episode 126. Today's guest is someone who is a repeat guest on the lineup and is regarded as one of the all-time best surfers at the Bonsai Pipeline, cemented by his Pipemasters win in 2004. He's been ahead of the curve in terms of diversifying himself and what it means to be a professional surfer for the past two decades. And now he's developed one of the most comprehensive coaching apps on the planet, the Jamie O'Brien Surf app in partnership with Twin. We talk about all this and more Please enjoy the lineups conversation with Hawaii's Jamie O'Brien. The good old clap, take one. That's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest? We can shut your fucking lips. And then I'll just say, put him up once. Let's go. He's like, you look too pretty on the wave. Get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want.
1: I thought you were boxing.
0: All right, so we have returning lineup guest and one of the all time best surfers to ever do it at the Bonsai Pipeline, Jamie O'Brien, back on the podcast today. Jamie, thanks for thanks for coming back on.
1: Yeah, no worries. Glad we uh, lined this up, and uh, it's, it's going to be great. Can't wait to uh, just talk story and catch up on everything.
0: Stoked. Yeah. And you're a very, very busy man. But, you know, we'll start with where where are you at today? You know, what, what's what been going on? Are you getting in the water? Where where are you at in the world right now?
1: Uh, I just got back home from Fiji, finally back here at home and uh, planning on spending at least a couple of weeks at home, um, just taking a little break from surfing. And there is actually waves on the North Shore today, but I hit the reef pretty bad at cloud break. And um, yeah, pretty pretty sore
0: (laughs) for recovery time. Well, our, our original conversation aired way back in November, 2020, and we definitely go deep into your biography there. So we're not going to retread that today, but I'm calling that out for listeners to check it out if they haven't already. But I I am curious because you are someone who you're a man of many talents and, and certainly diversified talents as you, as you've grown older but you were probably most singularly synonymous, sort of in your younger years, as being one of the best surfers at the bonsai pipeline. And, you know, a generous read on, on the season there, although you said there are ways there today, is probably traditionally like October to March is probably the, the concentrated season. Of course, you can get swells on either side of that. But I, I am curious as to. What you do kind of after the North Shore season shuts down? Do you, do you hang out at home? Do you travel? And particularly, what have you gotten up to in, in this sort of off season from the North Shore? And also, second question has that changed a lot since you were younger?
1: You know, to be quite honest, like what do we do after March? You know, we start to think maybe we could score a couple uh, end of the season swells that not everybody's flying in for. But honestly, it's time to get on a plane and uh, get out of here. It's time to mix up the content, change the, the scenery, um, you know, just go to California, go to Australia, go to Bali, go to Tahiti. Like you have all these um, places that just open up for you because during October to March, you're hardly not going to leave the north shore the waves are so good here it's just one place that's just hard to turn your head away and walk away
0: that makes a lot of sense And, and like being a professional surfer and you've been a professional surfer across so many different dimensions from you know producing your own films to contest surfing to being a pipe master to moving really ahead of all the other kind of like the curves in the sense of developing your own vlog and other kind of business interests. But as far as like a general career as a professional surfer, what I hear time and again is it's it's so hard to develop a rhythm that's consistent year to year. But I'd imagine for someone like yourself where you have that good chunk of time dedicated to the North shore and you probably had that almost your whole life, it's probably nice to have that rhythm of I'm going to be home for a few months and then I know in the, in the season where the waves are traditionally not that good, I have all this space to travel. But I know that you but you kind of don't have to conflate the two seasons. Is that is that a fair read with how you've kind of approached your career?
1: Yeah, I think you know, we're blessed living here in Hawaii on the North Shore, especially right here at Pipeline. You know, the the waves are just it's on a tap. It just starts and it just doesn't stop and you're like, how is this even possible? And I think what it does is it keeps you busy. It keeps you, um, you know, ahead of the curve. I think you're constantly building content and creating and and getting these opportunities to get in these waves. And then once the season slows down, you can't just sit here and stay home all summer. You got to gotta get on the, the grind and go to Mexico, go to Bali and start working. And like, that was one thing my dad told me. He's like, you know, like, yes, yeah, surfing is a passion. It is a job too. And don't just be there with your hand out, waiting for your paycheck. Go out and earn it, and that's kind of one of the models I honestly live by. I go out there and earn it, and and I, I love earning it. It feels so good.
0: You are a hardworking guy, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up too, because structure is, I guess, kind of going back to the question we just asked too. Like structure is always a challenge for. Surfers, in a way, because there's not really a, a cookie cutter path if you want to be a professional surfer, and, and I'd imagine too that you know when you're doing the qualifying series, there was slightly more structure because the schedule's set, you know, and you're like, I have to do this contest and I do that contest, and I know where I'm going. You know, when I'm not at home on the North Shore, you've transitioned away from that and and have built this amazing career um, capturing content, free surfing. What are the pros and cons with that structure point, right? And I guess my question is, was there any advantage to at least having some other kind of force, in in this case, sort of competitive surfing, saying, we need you to be here on these dates and that's where you're going to perform, compared to, well, now I can go anywhere at any time, which is very liberating, but at the same time, it's on me to figure it out and to do the work. And if I'm not motivated, then then it's just not going to happen.
1: Well, I think there's two ways, right? It's like, you know, WSL is a content eating machine. Jamie O'Brien is a content eating machine. and we're both building and creating really cool authentic brands. And my brand just happens to be more of a free surfing, um, you know, fun and more relatability. Than the WSL and you guys are documenting, you know, people winning world titles, people crying, people, people frustrated, people, you know, the highs and the ups and the downs. And, and I feel like there's just, there's two paths here. Right. And, and I feel like, you know, I feel like most surfers want both paths, you know, whether, whether they're competing or not, like they get to, you know, I, I feel like most people don't compete and mm. they could understand the life that I leave a little bit and then, some people love watching people compete and, and seeing how competitive our sport is. And, you know, with guys like John and Italo and Gabe and and um, the whole roster, of these guys are pushing the envelope so high. It's just the bar is just going here. And even in women's surfing, it's just going through the roof. And me as a free surfer, I love to sit at home and watch the events when the events are on. But um, when the events are not on, I'm out there building, creating my own content as well.
0: It's an interesting thing you bring up too, because um, we've had this conversation a few times on our side. Where, if you compare it to other sports, like let's just say like baseball, right? And you know, of all the people in the world that play baseball, like little league, it's it's a huge amount of people, and then it's a smaller group that play in high school, a smaller group that play in college, smaller group that make it to the minor leagues, and even smaller group that make it to the major leagues, but more than likely probably a high percentage of every kid that that plays baseball even at like the little league level still fan they're like oh yeah i didn't you know i didn't make it to the next level but i like baseball i like playing i like to watch surfing hasn't really in my opinion hasn't exactly captured that in part because of what you're saying where it's like for a lot of people, it's an escape, and it's aspirational, and I want to travel, I want to be free, but you know, we probably have that same system where there's a lot of kids that compete at the amateur level, there's less that make it to the pro juniors, there's less that make it to the QS, less that make it to the CS, less that make it to the CT, but but maybe counter to some other sports, there's probably a lot of kids that are like, eh, it, when I didn't make it to the next level, I was just happy to go free surfing. And and even if you've never surfed, I I can appreciate, and as someone who's a fan, it's like, yeah, I, I like the idea of, of just free surfing and traveling and seeing new waves and seeing people create kind of outside the structure of a 30-minute heat.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I feel like, too, you know, I feel like the relatability is traveling. The relatability is surfing. And, like, going to relatable places, like going to Bali. Everyone wants to see a Bali vlog. Everyone wants to, you know, see me in California. Like, yeah, people probably psyched to watch me at chokes, but they can't really relate you know they, they yeah. relate like that I, I would be scared you know and like these little things so it's like you got to find the perfect balance and what is it you know and trying to figure out what makes you happy what makes the fans happy what, what why are you doing it <laughs>
0: totally and and the relatability thing is interesting too because I, I think we touched on this in the last conversation we had too but you know it's it's pretty fair to say that that was a big strength in you know dane's sort of marine layer productions or chapter 11 it was here is this world-class surfer surfing waves that everyone surfs every day you know and you're like wow i didn't know someone could do that you know and yeah. it, it's it is it, as you pointed out like it's surfing is really cool because you can get that from elite level surfers such as yourself but then you can also get the stuff where it's like oh my god like J O B lit himself on fire and pulled it at like 10 foot chopes that's insane um, in terms of your travels this summer can you can you can you give us any hints on where you've been before the, the vlogs hit the, the airwaves
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the last couple of vlogs has been cloud break. We went and scored a swell and actually we were there and then there was this another swell, like coming down the pipeline. I was like, are you kidding me? Let's just extend one more week and in Fiji, I haven't been there in 10 years. And it was just so incredible, scored some insane waves, some of the best uh, waves I've ever served, um, in the last four years and you know the world's changing for the best you know everyone's getting out there everyone's out no mass everyone's happy you know everyone's right. you can see everyone smiles and like we're just you know we're, we're just opening up the envelope and just getting started
0: it's interesting i mean and it's it is one of those things where it's like the entire world kind of collectively through went through this global pandemic and then the iterative effects of like Economy is becoming more challenging, and, and travel becoming hugely challenging. You know, for someone like yourself, like did your business model change when the world shut down? And I'm sure it did, but like, how drastic was it for you? And then, does it feel different on the other side of the pandemic when travel's opening back up?
1: I think just you know, the way, the way I see the changes is now we can do what we want to do. Uh, before we were a little up against the fence, not, you know, not sure what was going to happen with our whole industry and every other industry in the whole world. You know, we're all a little scared and I don't know, that's just things we got to deal with in life. You know, I wasn't the only one neither were you, but like, we were all dealing with this and and people getting sick and, and being very conservative. and, And now I feel like you know, we could really live our lives and, and really film and have fun. And, you know, not, not just me and just everybody just, just so good to see everybody down at the WSL finals. So good to see everybody at dinner with no mask. Like, you know, it's just, it just feels like the world's getting back on track for the most part.
0: Makes sense. Back to your surfing. And I know I, I kind of pigeonholed you somewhat by saying earlier in your career, you were almost singularly identifiable as the best surfer ever at, at pipeline. But Taking a look back at your career and the videos that you produced, you were so far ahead of the curve just in terms of like progressive, radical, high-performance surfing, you know, aerials and fin-free maneuvers in a way that I'd argue probably wasn't necessarily appreciated in the competitive realm at that time. How much of that kind of surfing do you still produce in the vlog space? And and I have a follow-up question, but just compared to I I, I guess my question is compared to getting huge barrels compared to going to these places and having a lot of fun with a lot of this relatable content, like in your own surfing, like how much do you feel like you're pushing the envelope just in that sort of, I don't know, medium to small wave, high performance surfing.
1: You know, honestly, I feel like just in the like last five years, I haven't really been pushing too hard in that category, but like at the end of the day, there's, there's going to be waves that suit your surfing and where are those waves. And, and, um, for me, you know yeah bali is one of those places mental wise is one of those places um surfing after the wind comes on shore definitely helps you do airs a lot easier i just don't do a lot of those things anymore right. i travel for the best most perfect swells in the world that's my goal and unfortunately the last few years we haven't been doing a lot of that but i feel like you're, you're gonna see a lot more of that but i mean it's it's, it's like I say, I want to travel to make myself happy. I can't compete with the John Florences and, and the Gabriel Mendina and the Felipe Toledo heirs, but like I could go head to head with them in the barrel and I go head to head with them a soft top on their normal board. But it's like, you know, I just, I, I know, I know my, my strong points and, and I just, I love surfing in general, but I can leave the heirs up to the boys. They're pretty good at them.
0: <laughs> well, the, and and I'm glad you brought up John too because you know John and I um, sat down. We had lunch together in Garage Ygon this year, and it was, geez, I want to say it was before he hurt his knee again. And I was actually out in the water when he did it, and it was it was almost rotation. And he landed kind of funny, and I was thinking about it uh, maybe after the lunch and and. The comparison I kind of thought in my head, and this might be a little doom and gloom, but is the the former quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck, who who signed like a huge contract, was a great quarterback, but was like, I'm getting hurt. I'm, not, I'm done. I'm not playing football anymore. And I'm wondering if for someone like yourself, if the aerial kind of surfing worries you in terms of injury. And, and the reason I bring that up is because someone like yourself, you're 39, I'm 39. I can imagine you doing what you do in the barrel for decades to come, right? Barring anything serious happening. Does that calculus go into the way you approach your career where you're like, look, you know, like it, the, the air thing's not necessarily pushing the envelope for me, especially compared to some of these other people that you listed, but the barrel thing does, you know, and the barrel thing for me, I can do, I want to be doing it until, you know, I'm 60, 70, however old. And if I, if I'm focused on that, I, I can do it.
1: Um, you know, to be completely honest, like, you know, the way I look at John John surfing is he's always surfing 120%. And that's why he's always getting hurt, going big. Every turn he's going for is larger than the one before. Every air is larger than the air before. Like there's no 50, 60, 70, 80% John John Florence, you know. And, right. and that's something scary about surfing at such a high performance is is you're going to get hurt. You're sending out in the flat stomping these huge airs. It looks like it's like so sick and so smooth. You're stomping out your knees, your, your um, ankles and your ligaments and, and your joints. It's just all catching up on you. And um, I'm not sure why I kind of shined away from a lot of my high performance surfing, but I was just so happy with, with surfing, you know, perfect barrels in general. I remember there was one point when I was like 18, 19, I really wanted to make a show. I'm like, you know, everyone's saying I could serve pipe good and no one's talking about my high performance. So then I spent a few years focusing on my high performance and proving, uh, the world that like, Hey, like I have this progressive side and, and at work, it was, it was on. I always remember like they were throwing my name around with like the Dane, the Jordy, the, you know, like all these guys and the Julian's, you know, and then, and then I just it was like, okay, I got, that's what I wanted. Now I keep surfing pipe. And then I just right, shined yeah. away. And, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think everyone wants to get barreled. Everyone wants a and air? Eh, everyone wants to get
0: barreled. Make that makes sense. In so many ways, you, you surfing continues to get better and better. You know, I mentioned your age, which is not old, but I I don't feel as young as I used to. In terms of taking care of your body, it, have you always been focused on like fitness and recovery and diet and sleep? Um, or is this something that, that you've sort of tuned into in, in recent years?
1: Um, you know, to be quite honest, uh, the older you get, the, the more your metabolism slows down and, you know, a lot of young guys are like, Oh, you're looking fat. Like, okay, buddy, wait till you hit 28, dude. You can't eat freaking spam moussa bees or freaking pasta every night. Like things change. So in that aspect, I've changed what I eat a little bit and, um, a little conscious of certain things, but. Besides that, I'm just surfing, having fun. I'm not like in the gym, training, trying to be the gnarliest guy. I want to enjoy my life. I know, I know my boundaries. I know my limits. I like to push my limits, but I don't want to just be in a gym day in and day out, getting stronger and and just putting all this time and energy in, into something where I could just be chilling at home and um, just masterminding the next YouTube video. I'm having fun with it, and that's. I think that's what that's what really matters and counts you know surfing to me is is my outlet it's my everything it's it's what i strive to do every day and it's nice i don't don't feel the urge to
0: train makes sense going back to a a point we brought up earlier just how and again i'm not going to go deep into this because i know we talked about a lot in our last conversation but just to reference just how ahead of the curve you've always been in the sense of producing your own films and doing your own deals and really breaking the mold in a lot of ways for what a professional surfer could do and could look like and, and and a way to make their living, you know? And a huge part of that is is the the path you've cleaved in the vlog space. We now see so many surfers, a lot of them from the North Shore, actually, but like kind of following in your footsteps, but you are still very, very much the 800-pound the gorilla when it comes to surfing vlogs. Do you interact with these other guys? You know, your Nate Florence's, your Co. Rothmans, et cetera. Is it healthy competition? Or, you know, they still look at you and be like, oh, Jamie's here. We got you get out of the way kind of stuff.
1: No. Um, so basically, uh, I mean, to be honest, I was like, hey, Koa, you should start a vlog. Hey, Nate, you should start a vlog. Hey, John, John, you should start a vlog. And he's like,
0: I don't know. You. <laughs> What's that? You know,
1: yeah. and, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I, I told all these guys, get on it. You guys are blowing it. Um, I think i created my competition and i think i need competition it keeps me striving it makes me want to work harder it makes me want to stay ahead of the young dogs i i'm in it for the long run i love building and creating content i've been doing it for so long and my whole goal with youtube and what we're doing on our platforms one is family friendly two is the best possible surfing content on YouTube, um, you know, spend the time, spend the money, and do it right. I'm not taking uh, shortcuts. I'm not cutting corners. I am doing it as best and honest and and family friendly as I can. And, and at the end of the day, that's that's how I want to see my projects um, portrayed. I want people. To go, he makes the best content on YouTube in surfing, and I think we got it on lockdown. Pretty happy about it.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the Jamie O'Brien Surf app. We'll be right back. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. All right. So Jamie, talk to us about the Jamie O'Brien surf app and the partnership with Twin. How how did this relationship come about and and where did this come from uh, for for you?
1: Well, I I guess it was really perfect timing. You know, we opened up a surf school at Turtle Bay and then uh, this guy Jim reached out to me. He's like, hey, I'm trying to put together a surf app. I'd love for you to be involved. And I was like, this sounds absolutely amazing. Like, let's let's talk about it, because I was always thinking like, oh, how can I make YouTube videos uh, kind of like a Cal Brock, like you know, instructional videos, but actually getting to the point, not beating around the bush for ten minutes and making this ten-minute video so you can make AdSense, so you can make revenue, so you could pay yourself. How do we just, you know, shortcut it? And you're like, you want to learn how to do an air? You want to learn how to do a bottom? Team? You want to learn how to get barreled? Shortcut. Here you go. You know, you have Jamie O'Brien in your pocket. You're ready. I'm ready to answer questions. I'm ready to, you know, tell you everything you need to know about surfing
0: it's interesting and and, and it kind of is like the next step because i think about this a lot where you know you think about like the 1970s and pre-internet barely kind of vhs surf movies and if you're at some you know obscure beach in in wherever like america australia south america africa whatever like really your only reference points for for really really good surfing are well if the contest comes to town and you know the world's best surfers come to town. I can see them surf live. You know, very fleeting. Or I, other than that, it's just the best surfer at my beach. And then you know, VHS comes in, so you can burn out like you know whatever the green iguana on the VHS tape. And be like, I just watched that a hundred times, et cetera, et cetera. And then you know, as the world got in a way smaller through the information age, it's like it was almost the democratization of information for surfers around the world, right? The shapers all had access to the latest sort of designs, the the access to diet and fitness and strength training and technique. Like you could watch, you know, Kelly Slater or Jamie O'Brien. It doesn't matter if they're not at your beach. You can see them surf, you can watch it online, and then you can apply that to your own surfing. This feels like yet another step that's directed at, if you want to get better and you want to get better at these things, here's how.
1: No, exactly. And I, I think, I think the most important part about, you know, partnering with twin is for one, I feel like I'm the right person to explain all this stuff. I have a very credible name in surfing. I've been surfing my whole life. I've won, you know, big events. I've done big airs. I've done, you know, I've, I got, I got a good understanding of everything and and i just feel like it's a it's a perfect storm i mean if if you're looking to get better at surfing we break down every technique you're having a one-on-one conversation with me this app is next level and i think the most important part about this app is is actually me sitting down for days and days on end answering two to three thousand questions 10 different ways it was it was incredibly draining for me, but I felt like the overall delivery to teach people the right way was very on point.
0: It's interesting. And, and if for people who haven't checked it out yet, like, do you think that there is stuff there for, you know, whether you're a beginner or an intermediate or even sort of like a very high level surfer, because I think probably surf coaching in the past has sort of been tailored to you know one segment or another right where it's like i went to a surf school if i'm an intermediate surfer i'm not going to learn a whole lot from beginner surfer i'm going to learn a shit ton you know i went to you know a high level ex-professional coach that i i work with at the beach i'm i'm trying to take my surfing from a fairly high level to an even higher level do you think that your apps kind of has something tailored to i mean we're being general here but like those three categories of beginner intermediate and advanced
1: you know, to be completely honest, I think I think definitely the, the barrel riding aspect of this app is as good as anything's ever been explained into major deep detail. I think, you know, to be honest, I, I've been, you know, called into multiple um, little functions for Red Bull to help uh, with um, backside barrel riding and techniques and stuff. And, you know, with some of the world's best. So I feel this app can help and will help uh, people that are really good already because it's, it's, I mean, I'm just sharing all my secrets now. So it's all mm-hmm. out on the table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I remember, I'm, I'm sure you were working with surfers before this, but the first time it came onto my radar was 2015 where, you know, title contender at the time, Adriana D'Souza reached out to you and was like the last events at pipe. I'm, I'm in the hunt for the title. Can you help me? Um, and my understanding is he did, and he won the world title. And I just thought that was a very, very cool thing because, obviously, you know, the optics were interesting as well. You have yourself, who is this distinguished Hawaiian, um, surfer from Hawaii, uh, you know, Pipe expert, you got Adriano de Souza, who is a Brazilian competitive machine. It was an interesting sort of blending of opposites in a way, um, yeah. and the results were awesome. And, and, and I'm wondering, was was that a, a significant coaching moment for you? Were you doing a lot of it before then? You know, do you, could you sort of, could you create, could you connect threads from maybe that experience to this app today?
1: you know, yeah, I guess, I guess that, you know, tells a lot is that, you know, Adriana did show up at my doorstep and was like, I need to stay here. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really renting any rooms. Like, nah, I'm staying here. He was very persistent. And he's like, I want you to coach me. I want some help. I want, I want to understand pipeline. I want to be around it. I, you know, he wanted it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. You know? And and honestly, I, I, he didn't, he didn't pay me any money. It was just like, he was just paying rent at the house, hanging out and we did some, you know coaching and talked to him uh broke down you know certain things and 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 applied certain techniques and showed him those techniques and different little spots in the lineup and he went and won the pipeline masters crazy
0: like and the world title
1: and a world title that's a big task to do and he's the first brazilian ever to win the pipeline master and win a world title
0: it's a big deal. Big deal. I'm, I'm curious. It's pretty funny to think about, like, he didn't, yeah, obviously he wasn't, you said he wasn't paying you for the coaching, but he's like, I'm going to rent here. And I could imagine the way he goes about his business. It's just, you guys are having coffee in the mornings. He's like, I have a list of questions, you know, and you're like, well, I'm just trying to have my coffee. Like, what are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, and you know, and and with that, that opened up. You know, Italo to reach out um, for when Italo was competing to win the Pipeline Masters and the World Title. Um, he had Shane in his corner, but Shane reached out to me and said, "Hey, Italo would love some help, some insight around the lineups." So you know, Italo and I linked up, and sure enough, you know, like through the help of Shane and myself, and right there we saw another Pipeline Master, another uh, World Title um, clinch, and then Carissa reached out and she's like, "Hey." Would love for you to help me, and you know it's 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 really like um, humbling for me, you know, with these you know massive mega super surfer stars reaching out and asking me uh, for help, for guidance, for technique, for you know all this. So I mean, I feel like it's very on par for the app, you know, and I feel like I could teach anyone just as good as anyone else how to do an air, how to do a front side cutback, how to do a backside snap, how to get barreled, you know, just whatever it is. From duck dives to you know wipeout techniques, like I have it dialed.
0: I love it. And, and back to the, the Jamie O'Brien surf app. My understanding is it's not just you on the app. It's you know you get Nate Florence working on sort of surf strength. You've got um, I think Ben Gravy and Taylor Knox coming on as well. So you, you kind of are collecting these diverse experts from from the surfing world and, and creating a singular place for people to access that that kind of knowledge.
1: Yeah. And and that's the whole goal, right? It's like, we want to cover every base. So if you're like, Oh, Jamie O'Brien is not, I I already learned enough from Jamie. I want to learn how to prepare for all this stuff. And you can go to Nate because Nate is a fitness warrior, uh, junkie. He's just in there just, you know, working out strength training and like conditioning and, and eating. And, you know, like he covers all those bases and he's an amazing surfer. And then you got Ben Gravy, King of Novelty. It's like, It's like, you have all these like different aspects of like people that are going to be involved in this. And it's like, no matter like what kind of surfer you are, the answer is there for you. They're going to teach you everything.
0: It sounds really, really cool. So, so, so just spell it out in crayon for both me and the listeners if we want to if we want to find this app if we want to get involved like walk us through the steps and 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 also you know maybe where we should start once we're in there
1: yeah you know honestly you could download it on um, just an app store type it in boom apple download and um, i know in the beginning of the app you know before you get to a certain part where you have to pay to learn you know, all the techniques, there is one-on-one conversation, ask Jamie anything. You could be like, Hey, Jamie, how's your day going? You know, "Hey, day's going good. Can I see Reef and Grom? We'll walk you downstairs. You could hang out with Reef, hang out with Grom. You want to give Grom a treat or do you want to give Reef a treat? Um, It's just, it's just a really cool, um, you know, way to, you know, dive deeper into my life, but at the same time, learn a lot more about me. And, you know, there is a website as well, but you want to have the app because you want to be like, You want to like stroll into the app and be like, oh, how do I do a top turn? And you need to go into every session thinking today is the perfect day to start working on my top turn. And until you get that top turn dialed, that's when you move to the next step. Because there's like three different phases, like beginner, medium, expert. So we walk you through all the steps. And, And that's the coolest thing about this is it's like, even if you're a beginner, you know, we want to get you to the expert level. And we spent the time. Uh, breaking it down in multiple different ways to get you there and it's a step-by-step process you know and i think that's what's so important is like where to look you know where to start your turn where to when to start initiating um you know your your um front foot and and where to you know follow your follow your nose or your board just all this stuff is like super in the, uh, detail it's just everything there sick
0: how, how many, how many questions do people get to ask you before the, the paywall kicks in? It's not like a, it's not like a genie in the lamp situation where you get three and it's like, it's like, oh, Jamie, how you doing? It's like, no, no shit. No, that wasn't a question. I, I, I have a question about, you know, entry speed and hand placement. instead.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think right when you want to start talking techniques, um, that's going to be jumped into like a, a, a paid part of that. I think it's like five or six bucks a month, that it's, it's super mellow. Um, there's a bunch of other apps, you know, to be honest out there that, that are charging, you know, 20 or $30 a month. So, you know, we, we came in at a very uh, user-friendly entry point with our bar set so much higher than everybody else, you know. And, and that's the whole thing in life, right, is you want to, you, whatever you want to do, you want to set the bar and the standard high. Because usually the bar is here and you need to come into anything in life and set it up here. And you reach and you strive for it and you make the best possible content and you win (laughs) we're up there so we're just having fun making um you know people learn everything that i always wanted to learn in surfing and i'm just it's just right there you'd be like hey jamie can you teach me how to do a bottom turn Be like all right so are you a beginner are you an expert or are you just intermediate like all right you're intermediate let's jump into it and then we start breaking it down it's pretty sick
0: I love it. Well, we're going we're gonna to get one more break in from our sponsors. Then we've got one last segment, and we're going to blaze through that so I can uh, download the Jamie O'Brien Surf app and uh, start asking you more questions. We'll be right back. Manduka was founded in 1997 with the simple idea that a better yoga mat could make a world of difference. For generations, Manduka has revolutionized the yoga space by providing purposely crafted products that enable a more joyful practice, Whatever that looks like for you. The collaboration between Manduka and Jerry Lopez honors Jerry's profound dedication to both surfing and yoga disciplines. The limited edition collection showcases Jerry's signature camouflage print inspired by his surfboards. It fuses his iconic surf style with Manduka's commitment to quality and sustainability, offering everyone a unique expression of their practice. We all know that having the right gear is essential, and a yoga mat is no different. Feel the benefits of yoga with Manduka's soulfully engineered, eco-friendly products designed to inspire your practice wherever you go. The Manduka and Jerry Lopez collection want to inspire you to practice yoga however you choose to. And from now until June 10th, you will get 15% off of all products when you visit manduka.com with the code the lineup fifteen. That's manduka.com code the lineup fifteen All right, so we, we've talked a little bit about how Jamie O'Brien spent his summer vacation. We've, we've talked about the Jamie O'Brien Surf app. You're back home. I'm, I'm assuming you're not going to be leaving um, for a few months now. You're going to get dialed into the rhythms of, you know, the North Shore autumn and, and, and winter. You've got so many things going on in your life. You know, you've got, you, you've got your businesses. You've got your apps. You've got your vlogs. How do, you, how do you balance your day-to-day, especially when the waves start turning on on the North Shore?
1: You know, when the waves start turning on the North Shore, you, you get you get ahead on filming content. I mean, there's been times where I've been like two months ahead on vlogs, and I don't even need to film, but I just keep filming because like, it's just, it's just what I know to do every day. And, and a funny thing, if someone, people ask me, they're like, oh, so like, how much do you really film? I go, and I look at the filmers and I go, you can answer this one. Th- that way they get the good, honest, like, you know, like answer. And they always go, looked at me they, and i look at them they go, probably film like three times with us with what, or he hasn't even like, if I, if I search a hundred times, they're like, maybe like twice, he didn't call us. <laughs> so <laughs> we always say, I go for the soul sometimes, but not, not very often, <laughs> but that I mean, that's just what I do. I wake up, I want to film, I want to document my life. And that's what life's all about. So this winter, we're going to be doing a lot of blogging and uh, just trying to figure out how we can raise the bar higher, better quality, um, user-friendly Grom content for the world. Let's go.
0: The, the pipe masters is now a specialty event. It's going to be going on, um, with Vans supporting it this December. Are you planning on competing in it?
1: Yeah. I was just uh, recently told that I was, um, one of the picks to be in the Vans contest. not sure. I never got like an official letter, but someone that's running the Vans, like you're in the contest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> See, turn up to the beach marshall and be like i got this text uh, where's my jersey yeah, kind of yeah, yeah,
1: whatever i mean i've seen weirder things you know I, definitely I'm... weirder things in surf contests yeah uh, it's, it's it's a contest it doesn't really matter at the end of the day i'm happy i want my pipe master i get insane waves at pipeline i'm 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 not gonna sit here and complain
0: i know i asked you this before but it's been a couple of years and i'm curious if the answer is updated because you know, you, you have this this quiver of soft tops, and you're doing just amazing shit on them all over the world, including at, at Pipeline. But then you also have, you know, your your quiver of you know surfboards, like you know polyurethane, glass, epoxies, whatever you're running. And I and I guess my question is because I've seen you surf the soft tops in like huge, perfect Pipeline. Like, what's your decision making process on like, well, I'm going to ride the, that board today or this kind of board today?
1: You know, to be quite honest, I, I just sometimes I, it just looks crowded, and I feel like I don't feel really competitively hungry to go out there and compete with everybody. I feel like sitting ten feet out on my soft top and rolling in. But I mean, I, I kind of looked at this winter. I'm like, I really want to like, I, I want to just give it like a, a really good winner. Like, I want, I want to be on my uh, Tepora a lot more than I was last year. You know, and and you know, I think it's just. It's just weird on, on that day. I make the decision. Right. And sometimes it's scary. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm in this barrel on this board. Like, what <laughs> am I doing? Like, this could be bad. So that's why I started wearing a helmet on the bigger days with the soft top because I am risking it and yeah. I'm pushing the issue. So I was like, well, I could be safer. Right. I could throw a float suit on. I could have a helmet. Like, you know, I'm doing my part. So I feel like this winter, I want to do a little bit more Takoro surfing and soft tops, you know, but more, more, more tocoro. I want to, I want to just, I want to let, um, let all the Grom, Groms know. I'm not just old uncle at the back I'm like, on the inside left
0: <laughs> and the helmet things, it's a little bit full circle for you because when you were growing up and I think it was because of an air condition, you used to tape your head and have the helmet on, right?
1: Yeah, I used to have um, a ear infection, and, and I struggle with uh, not being able to surf. And my dad figured out that if we put earplugs, duct tape, and a bathing cap over my head and a helmet, I'll be good. So, been <laughs> uh, been recently wearing a helmet a little bit out of pipe. I don't know, just kind of like my my theory on it. Right, I'm 39. I'm gonna give it another 10 years. I want to give it my best 10 years. You know, I want I want I want to just put my head down and, and 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 not get hurt. You know, I don't want to hit my head because the one big hit to the head, you're out. Yeah. Uh um, out for life, maybe, but, uh, permanently damaged very highly, uh, cool conversation I had with, uh, Tom Carroll and the reason why he wears a helmet. I asked him, I was like, Oh, so what made you want to wear a helmet? He goes, Jamie had this guy. Uh, I used to serve pipe with all the time. Super nice guy. So talkative. I'd always pal out the back and talk to him and, and, um, um, yeah, great guy. Love the guy. And, um, I, I left back to Australia and someone told me he took a pretty bad wipeout, but then he was okay. And I came back and I saw him like two years later. And he, he, he was like, he was usually like a very like outgoing guy. And Tom pals up and he's like, Hey, what's up, buddy. You haven't seen me in a couple of years. And the guy just turned it on he goes, Hey Tom. And he's just like, Whoa, it's yeah. my boy. Like, and he, it just, it scared him, you know? And like, and like like these waves that we surf are, are nothing to like, you know, yeah, it might look like I'm playing around and relaxing and, and yeah, I am, I am, but you know, I'm just trying to like that, that kind of like made me make maybe this last 10 years, I'm just gonna, you know, try and wear a helmet and anything bigger than six feet, you know, and and I just don't want to get hurt. And, and I, I just love life. I love filming. I just love every aspect that I got delivered and, 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 and this one life I get to live and I'm like last 10 years, I'm going to do it. Right. And I'm just going to just check it. Bam all for the boys and the girls. You guys go out there and have fun. Have it. I'm out.
0: I mean, even, and I, I, I'm i sure you're across this too, but it's not even just the potential to hit the reef or just to take a bad wipeout on a wave that you're, you're trying to surf. Like there's also all this information and data and analysis coming out, even around like micro concussions, you know, like taking waves on the head and duck diving. Like it's such an intense wave that, that is it is one of those things that like you know, you, you could you could take a few micro concussions and as you said, oh, you yeah. would be changed forever.
1: When you wipe out a pipe, man, if you don't hit the reef, you're slapping your head really hard on the, on the right. water, it hurts. Um I don't know. Wear a little flip suit, throw a helmet on. Dude, I got ten years left, dude. I'm checking out peace. <laughs> You know, in my mind, like the biggest trophy to me is is being able to live here at Pipeline and and being fortunate enough to to be a part of it. Because like growing up here, I I always wanted to be a part of it. I was like, how do I how do I forever be a part of it? I want to be like a Jerry Lopez, where like have this Jerry Lopez house and like every time you walk down the pipe path, you're like Jerry. Every time you walk down the, you know, I just felt like I felt like I just wanted to be a part of pipeline and surfing forever and that's part of the reason why i work so hard i don't want to be like that hey remember that guy jamie used to surf pipe yeah where is he i don't know <laughs> i was like you know whether i lived here or i didn't i would still be out there surfing and, and that, that's where all my friends are that's that's my happy place and that's where i reconnect with everybody every winner is out in the lineup and and you know, to be honest, sometimes pipeline is a very, very greedy place. Most of the time, it is. It's me, 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 I, 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 my wave, my, 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 and um, I look forward to letting all that go one day. And sometimes when I paddle on the soft top, I feel like I really let it go. You know, and that's 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 why I ride the soft board out there because I'm just pushing myself and 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 I'm catching waves easier and I'm just cruising. When I paddle on the core, I'm like. We'll gay. <laughs> but I mean you gotta tell yourself that, you know. You, gotta, of course, you yeah. gotta go out there mentally strong that I am gonna go out there and get a really good wave and serving. They don't want someone drops in on you're kinda bummed.
0: <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, and you know, so we have the the Vans Pipe Master Specialty Event in December now, and the the Championship Tour as of as of this season now kicks off at Pipeline late January, early February with the the Billabong Pipeline Pro, and we got uh, amazing waves um, for the opening stop of the season this year. Um, you know, it was um, won by uh, nearly you know days away from turning fifty uh, Kelly Slater, as well as uh, wildcard Moana Jones Wong. It was really really cool to see. You know, you you I'm not sure if you're there on the ground to watch, but you know, even if not, like what were some of the things that you observed with the championship tour starting at pipeline as opposed to finishing which it had done for for several years?
1: I'm not really I don't I'm, to me that doesn't really bother me or affect me how how everything plays out, you know. You could almost guarantee that, you know, <laughs> there's a few people that are going to win the pipeline masters and Kelly Slater's, you know, the master, I think that was his eighth pipeline master. win. like, you know, I had this goal. Like maybe I could like out, outbeat Kelly on, on pipe master wins or, or just overall pipe event wins. That never happened. He's too, not right. Um, but what that does for me is it, it, it strives me to, you know, be out there when I'm 50 doing the same thing. Why, 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 why couldn't I, um, you know, take care of yourself and, and, uh, strive for it. I mean, but like, The event started in Hawaii, you know, so sick to see Kelly win. So, so awesome. You know, everyone, you know, favorite surfers, Kelly Slater and forever will be. And insane for Moana Jones. Just, just, just like taking candy from the kids, Moana out there. She's so good, man. Especially if it's laughs, big laughs. Oh man, say goodbye. She's going to, she's going to win so many pipe events in her near future and I feel like she's light years ahead on the, the left thing. If she works on her right game, I don't think anyone's going to beat her for the next 15 years.
0: Hundred percent. She was <laughs> she's gonna, really, she really be impressive. The most
1: winning pipeline master ever. If, <laughs> if you know, she executes how she's been executing, amazing. Sure.
0: So Kelly, should, Kelly, Kelly should watch out for her on the title. Yeah, well man i really appreciated this conversation before we go we we put some feelers out to the instagram community at the lineup pod we got a ton of questions back and uh we've whittled them back to uh three so the first one is from uh at vaguely underscore ethnic underscore guy who asks what was the reason for you to live a sober life living on the north shore
1: you know i don't know i just you know i'll be honest like I have, I have some drinks, you know, but besides that, I just, I don't know. I'm like my, my sister was kind of like caught up in some stuff when I was younger and it was scary and, and I was, I was, I was younger than her. And I looked up to her and, and I just saw the path she was taking. It was, it was, it wasn't the best path. And then she, she honestly got her, she got everything together and just like, was like super like, you know the sister I wanted. Like, <laughs> and, uh, my dad always told me, you know, stay out of trouble and stay in the water. You know, you, you keep your kids in the water. They'll stay out of trouble for the most part. I don't, I don't know. I just, I really love life. And I, and I, I just, I've seen a lot of people throw their lives away by bad choices and I don't want to be that person. And, and I know these things can be addicting and very heavily addicting and, and I don't know, man, I had the, I had the, you know, change people that I was hanging out with and make some decisions for myself and and a lot of peer pressure. And it's, it's not the easiest place to live, but neither is anywhere. You know, it's like, you know, you are who you hang out with and and you got to always understand that. And you know, there, there's like, there's a famous uh, thing. Nothing good happens after 11, (laughs) You 12, but you know, it's like, I used to just like, if we're we're going on partying and going, hanging out, like I would always just come home by like 12. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That, that that number drops lower when you get older. You're like, not nah, nothing good after nine no-. you're just telling your kids like nothing good happens after eight, I'm going to bed.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I I just I don't know, I just wanna go to bed and feel good in the morning and make things happen. You know, okay, I got I get a really cool one. So I was talking to Jerry Lopez a couple months ago and he was like, Jamie, I've been sober since nineteen seventy nine and I was like, No way And he's like, yep. He goes, you know, I had this big night out. I was partying with this Hollywood guy. And it was this, this crazy night. Like, woke up the next day. The waves. It was the best I've ever seen California, Jamie, And I just couldn't surf. And it, and it hurt me so bad. I just was just like, from this day on out, I'm done. <laughs> the guy's a legend, dude. He's 75 or something like that. and And he's like a grom running around surfing, like snowboarding, traveling the world, movie premieres, like super inspirational and it made me think like wow this like this is the guy to be like he's leading the path for kelly
0: it's a very is a very uh singular moment for him is very very cool next question we have is from at shane underscore hunt seven nine three who asks what is the single most important skill to become a good surfer
1: um i would say the single most best skill to become a good surfer is, is mind over matter. You got to mentally put it here and then apply and keep applying and and applying and applying. You got to go out there with a positive mindset. You need to go out there and, and fulfill what you have here. Cause when you do that, that is the biggest reward in surfing and you'll understand like, Oh, that's how I do it. I set my goals here and then I achieve them. And that's just to me, it's mind over matter. And, um, you know, push yourself. Don't be a surfer that is happy with your surfing here. Push it a little bit every time, you know, like that, that's going to make you a better surfer. Push your limits a little bit.
0: I like it. Last question that we pulled from the uh, Instagram community is from at Aiden underscore Stark Chessa, who asks, do you believe that you have a specific mindset that allows you to keep innovating? No, I don't, I don't really know
1: how I keep innovating. I just, I'm rolling with it. Like, you know, I remember there at a time, like no one like people out in the water with soft tops. I get rousted. You know, I get that board out of here, beat it. Ah, I'm like, you know, i just ride this board I'm going to ride. I'm just, just going to do me. And, um you know, and I, this, my thing, man, is like, do what you love to do. Follow your dream, follow your passion and work hard at it. It's, it's and be a good person, you know? And everything's going to be like, Everything's going to go hand in hand. You know, you, you, life's all about meeting people, making and building relationships and doing what you love to do. And I feel like you put all those together, you know, life is pretty cool.
0: Great advice. Well, thanks to everyone who wrote in, um, at, at the lineup pod on Instagram. Uh, we're now down to our final segment. So it's time for the lightning round presented by BF Goodrich. So these are 10 questions for you to answer as quickly as you can. If you could only have one board set up for the rest of your life, single fin, twin fin, thruster, quad bonzer, or finless, which would you choose? Thruster. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Burrito or pizza? Burrito. Last book you read?
1: Never read a book.
0: Best surf film ever?
1: Mm. (laughs) My best one ever. Who is Joby?
0: One wave you never have to go back to? Chopo. If you only get to surf one way for the rest of your life.
1: it's <laughs> the hardest question anyone's ever asked me. Pipeline.
0: Best person to share a lineup with. Flynn Novak. Worst person to share the lineup with. No comment. Last one. Finish this sentence. I will next achieve a state of happiness by.
1: Starting a podcast.
0: jamie o'brien thanks so much for coming back on the lineup everyone check out the jamie o'brien surf app as well as job's vlog on youtube uh always a pleasure my man I look forward to seeing you in person soon
1: thank you appreciate it
0: so that's it that's the lineups conversation with hawaii's jamie o'brien i hope you enjoyed it you can check out his coaching app the jamie o'brien surf app in partnership with twin at jamieobrien.com this episode is produced by Henry Beyer and Miguel Clemente, with art direction by Jason Penning and copywriting by Dan Willen. Thanks to them and thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate their support. The lineup acknowledges that is recorded and produced on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, the Kumeyaay, and the native Hawaiian people. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are, and we'll see you next Tuesday.